0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: I'm Graham VK4BB. You have tuned WIA National News for week commencing June 14, 2015. In this edition, WIA President Phil joins us with a reminder to check out the new band plans, contesting, and Roger Harrison and Alan Shannon look at some fast-approaching WIA contests, and VK2DIK awarded a Queen's Birthday Honour. Philanthropist, businessman, aviator and activist Dick Smith, VK2DIK, is now a companion of the Order of Australia, the highest honour for his eminent service to the community. The 71-year-old began working in a factory, set up a car radio installation building and eventually created a multi-million dollar retailer, Dick Smith Electronics, which he has sold. Dick has supported a range of humanitarian, social welfare and conservation organisations, medical research and the arts. Describing the new honour, he describes himself as being very lucky to have the resources that enable him to assist people. Record distance Australian balloon keeps on floating. On last week's WIA broadcast, we reported that the balloon and its amateur radio payload launched by VK3YT had circumnavigated the Southern Hemisphere after 12 days, this on Thursday, June 4th. Since then, it's been tracked on a second trip to South America, over Chile, then Argentina, and at the moment, near Africa. War secret mission remembered in the latest WIA Anzac 100 event, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society, led by Paul VK5PAS, activates VK100 WIA for 48 hours on June 1718 to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the RAAF secret mission. This is when an amphibious aircraft took off from England. It had an Australian pilot and navigator and two British crew members. Their mission? To rescue Madame Yvonne de Gaulle and her three children the family of General Charles de Gaulle, the leader of the Free French Forces. On reaching London, he had asked that his family be rescued from advancing troops. However, it turned out Madame de Gaulle had fled on board the last boat to England. This secret mission came to an abrupt end with a crash and fire that took all crew, the first RAAF members, to die in action. The locals buried them in the town cemetery. The War Graves Commission later put headstones on the graves and townspeople continue to remember them on All Souls Day and other times of remembrance. You can keep abreast of ANZAC 100 activity right here with your WIA. There are lots more ANZAC 100 stations in coming months and if you have an appropriate event, please discuss your plans by contacting WIA Director Fred Swainston, VK3DAC. The Anzac Centenary Award. This limited issue operating award is available to commemorate the Anzac Centenary. The rules for any radio amateur or shortwave listener to qualify have been slightly modified to make them clearer and a little easier to obtain. Ten contacts are needed and can be any Anzac suffix call sign or combination of them. However, one contact only for each of VK100 Anzac or the VI stations or territory call signs events listed on the WIA website. You may also include contacts with TC100 prefix stations in Turkey, the OP0PPY station in Belgium, the special event stations such as ZL100 ANZAC and others that are relevant, so long as each contact logged was from a unique call sign activation. You can check out the full rules and claiming requirements on wia.org.au, which also lists all individual events in the ANZAC 100 program. The New Zealand amateur radio transmitters' activation of popular ZL100 ANZAC callsign is now closed. In its month-long commemoration, over 11,000 QSOs were logged. And speaking of the NZART, the close relationship between the WIA and New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters includes an alternate visit to each other's annual general meeting. This year, it was the WIA's turn to send representatives – They were the WIA Vice President, Fred Swainson, VK3DAC, and Director Rowan Dollar, VK2OE. VK2OE attended forums on amateur digital mobile radio, an update on the KiwiSat project, and strategies to encourage new entrants into amateur radio. Fred, VK3DAC, addressed the conference on the Australian experience of 10 years of foundation licence, the changes including more portable activity, the remake of the Licence Condition Determinations, the Spectrum Review and the ANZAC 100 Commemoration. A report to the WIA board included a range of mutual issues as a result of them being discussed during the weekend. The WIA and NZART representatives discussed regional and global matters which the IARU Region 3 Triennial Conference to be held in Bali in September and the World
2: Communications Conference in Geneva early November will look at. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD President of the WIA. Have you seen the new band plans for 2 metres and 70 centimetres? These are the most extensive changes affecting those bands for almost 40 years, and we need to hear from any users or special interest groups that are adversely affected. You can see the new draft band plans in the Hot Issues section of the WIA website. They follow extensive input from interested parties, but we need to make sure that everyone is fully up to date on the changes. You can make comments or lodge submissions until the 15th of July to the WIA. The aim of all band plans is to minimize interference between often incompatible transmission modes and technologies. As technology progresses and patterns of usage change, band plans need to be periodically reviewed and updated to meet current needs, and also, as much as possible, to remain internationally harmonised. The 630 metre, 40 metre and 6 metre band plans went through a similar process earlier this year. There is some new terminology in the new draft band plans. For example, Internet Gateways covers IRLP and Echolink nodes. The move is to replace modes with a generic term. So, don't look for an old mode name or type, rather look for where your usage fits into the band plan. Also mentioned are legacy fixed amateur licenses. These are the existing fixed amateur license stations in the 144.7 to 145.8 meg allocation made under the previous band plans. Those licenses can remain active or elect to change frequency to one of the new allocations. Importantly, there is no compulsion for anyone to change. Those licences can stay where they are. But should legacy licences block the development of new systems, the operators of the legacy licences and the proposed new licensee will be asked to find a mutually agreeable resolution. The draft ban plans for 2 metres and 70 centimetres are on the WIA website until the 15th of July. Check them out. At www.wia.org.au and please let us know if you are adversely affected by these draft ban plans. This is Jim Linton, VK3PC and myself, Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA.
0: VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. This week we're
1: stopping at VK4, 6 and 9 as we have a look at hams across Australia. The famous and popular Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM Weekend at Camp Fairburn is on from 4pm Friday 25 to midday Sunday 27 of September. And caravanners, please book into Lake Mariborne Holiday Village as soon as possible. If you're considering sleeping on site in the dorms, get your numbers in as soon as possible. Chark Secretary Helen needs to know from you if you are attending, so she and Steve, VK4SM, can plan catering. You can contact Helen and Steve vk4wch at wia.org.au VK6 and for the next three months, VK6MB and VK6MMB will be engaged in the great VK6 Parks, Peaks and Shires expedition The plan is to activate as many as 30 national parks and various SOTA peaks. Soda frequencies will be utilised. You can check 7.144, 14.244 and 28.344 mostly. They will spot and alert when able. APRS, look for VK6MMB-9. And VK6MMB asks that we do remember, and I quote, West Australia, only having just recently discovered electricity on the wheel, has limited mobile phone coverage, so spotting, alerting and tracking will be governed by that. VK9, and just a quick reminder for those interested in attending the proposed WIA 2016 AGM to Norfolk Island, if you have not already done so, could you please add your name to the list of over 130 people who have expressed interest in attending this proposed WIA AGM? Simply go to wia.org.au and click on the link to register.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
3: With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, a program to assist new and inexperienced radio hams. Etienne Nord, ZS6 Echo, Foxtrot November, approached. SARL President Fritz Sutherland, ZS6, Sierra Fox, with a proposal of starting a rookie rodeo amateur program in South Africa. The SARL President tabled this proposed initiative at the next available committee meeting which was held on May 13th. It was accepted unanimously. The SARL President said that this proposal directly addresses a problem the SARL has had for years. That is, the majority of RAE candidates that pass disappear and only come back to amateur radio years later, or never. The RSGB board has agreed that next year's AGM will be held in Scotland. Whilst the venue is yet to be agreed, it is likely to be in Edinburgh or Glasgow. The date of the AGM will be Saturday 23rd of April 2016. Details of the venue will be published later, and all paperwork for the 2016 AGM will appear in the March 2016 Radcom. The I Semaphore Project, on Saturday, June 20, artist Philippe Druais, Oscar November One Papa Hotel Delta, will perform at the Academy of Fine Arts in Ghent, Belgium, with the I Semaphore installation using Chap Semaphore, Morse code, and Twitter. The original messages will originate from a mechanical installation based on the Chap Semaphore, and will be communicated along a network through history. The optical messages produced during the performance of the artist will be transformed by image recognition software and then transformed to Morse code and tweets. The Morse code will be broadcast by shortwave transmitters reaching the outskirts of the world for everyone with a shortwave receiver, as will the tweets over the internet. Post your personal message to the at the underscore iSemaphore Twitter account, and it will be transmitted worldwide on shortwave radio during the next performance. Saturday June 20. Listen on CW on 3565 kHz and 14065 kHz. Radio Amateurs RAC is pleased again to announce that in 2015 they again will offer scholarships to young amateurs who are enrolled at the post-secondary level in electrical, electronic and software engineering. Students in Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics, STM programs will be considered on a case-by-case basis. In 2014, RAC gave out three education scholarships of $500 each to Sonia Anderson, Victor Alpha 7, Sierra Alpha Alpha, who is graduating from the British Columbia Institute of Technology in the Electronics Technician program, Brad Lane, Victor Echo 9, Bravo Mike Lima, who is also graduating from the Electrical Engineering Program at the University of New Brunswick, and Thomas Walter, Victor Alpha Three Whiskey Tango Romeo, who is attending Sheridan College Institute of Technology and Advanced Learning in Oakville, Ontario. Further detailed information is also available on the brand new RAC website. I'm Jason, VK2LAW.
4: This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with a final reminder about the Winter VHF-UHF Field Day. Only six more sleeps to go. The action on the 2015 Winter VHF-UHF Field Day opens at 0100 UTC on Saturday, June the 20th, in all states except Western Australia, where it starts at 0400 UTC and all the fun and games comes to an abrupt end at 0100 UTC on Sunday the 21st, except for VK6, where the hammer falls at 0400 UTC. Get out there with a rig, or rigs, and give it a go. It could even be fun. you find the final word on the field day rules on the WIA website, in the Contests section, under VHF UHF Field Days. You can choose to participate under any of four sections – Portable single operator, portable multi-operator, home station or rover. And there are four subsections. Single band only. Pick a band and go out it hammer and tongs. Four bands. Use any of two or more from 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres and 23 centimetres. And all bands. Working on VHF from 6 metres through UHF to the microwave bands. And Digital. Contacts on any band or bands using non-voice digital modes. As before, there are two divisions for scoring. The traditional grid square scoring and distance based scoring. You can enter a log for either 24 hour operations or 8 hour operations. Pick your strategy. Part of the purpose of the four subsections is to provide something for newcomers to amateur radio as well as field day newbies and to cater specifically for foundation and standard licensees. Marshalling the requirements for a single band operation, or perhaps two, three or four bands, is not a daunting task. A founding principle of the Field days is to go out and have fun, so these categories can provide a taste of that. To keep the pace rolling along, the repeat contact period has been reduced to two hours from three hours previously. Electronic logs in ASCII text format are required. You can enter your log via the WIA website log upload facility. If you're new to this, you can download a free, locally developed electronic log program by googling VKCL, developed by Mike, VK3AVV. One last thing, you can advertise your participation in the field day location online. Go to www.contestradar.com and enter your call sign and grid square. Contest Radar is a neat little application developed by Lou VK3ALB and Andrew VK3MIX. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison VK2ZRH for VK1WIA
1: News. The Remembrance Day Contest will soon be with us. August 15th and 16th will mark 70 years since the end of the war in the South Pacific. In this special year of celebration and remembrance, it is expected to be one of the best RDs for many years. Starting at 0300 Zulu or 1pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, it gives you half a day each day to do your own thing and time to dedicate to the 24-hour contest. No changes have been made to the rules, although two weeks is now the maximum time available to send in your logs. I hope to work most of you during the RD weekend. Best 73s, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November, RD Contest Manager.
5: Thanks Alan. Continuing the word on contest and operational news, this is Felix, VK4FUQ. Contest in July Trans-Tasman Contest 18 July from 0800 hours UTC We start of August with the 1010 International Summer Contest August 1 and 2 Then the Remembrance Day Contest August 15 and 16 Oceania DX Contest Voice 1st full weekend in October Oceania DX Contest CW 2nd full weekend in October One item on the calendar, not a contest but a great operating experience will be museums on the air both this weekend and next Saturday and Sunday museums take part via amateur radio in the annual International Museums Weekend. The Melbourne Museums in the Carlton Gardens will be activated by both Joe VK3YSP and Julie VK3FOWL. While only today, the Wireless Hill Museum VK6WH at Applecross is on the air, courtesy of the Western Australian VHF Group. Apart from the two in Australia, most of the 70 museums are in the United Kingdom. With others from Europe, Canada, and South Africa, special event stations and DX calls include 4U20B. This station is located in Brindisi, Italy, and commemorates the 20th anniversary of the U.N. logistics base there. 4U20B will be used until July, and the QSL manager is 9A2AA. W5JON will be on the air V47JA from Kitts from June 13 until July 22. He plans to be active on 160 through 6 minutes SSB, QSL W5JON. HE 200G commemorates the 200th anniversary of Geneva's entrance into the Swiss Confederation. The beginnings of modern Switzerland go back to the year 1291, when the three German-language Alpine forest areas signed the Federal Charter. Over the centuries, more cantons allied themselves to the original three, and among the last was the Republic of Geneva on the 19th of May 1815. HE200G will be active on all amateur bands throughout 2015 and contacts will be valid for the deployment of Geneva. QSL via HB9AOF. OZ90IARU. On the occasion of the 90th anniversary of the IARU, Danish radio amateurs will be active with a special event call. OZ90IARU. In the period now until December 31, 2015. Egypt SU. Ivan is active as SU-9 IG from Cairo until next June. That is the 15th of June, 2016. Activities on 160 to 10 metres using CWSSB and RITI. QSL to his home call OM3CGN. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, vk 4 fuq Inningham.
1: Thanks, Felix. And I've just had a note in, Cambodia eager to work Australia. On a visit to the Indochina nation of Cambodia is Jared Mitchell, Victor Kilo 3 HXT, who's signing XU7 AGA and is looking for VK contacts before June 27. His main band's 15, 17 and 20 metres, often to be found on 21.070 using PSK31. You can email a QSO request to him. He has tried 40 but says it's full of fishing boats illegally using the band. Others illegally using the band or at least splashing... According to Region 1, is Radio France International on 7.250 MHz, who has been producing strong splatter down to 7.185 every evening around 21 UTC. Wolfgang Delta Kilo 2 OM is the Region 1 coordinator for the service. He says he's informed the German Department of Post and Telecommunication, which in turn sent an official complaint to France.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. The Q News Workbench, where we say measure twice, cut once.
1: Go on, what the heck, just measure the once. Everything old is new again. Eddystone users. Work has been going on updating the Eddystone users website and it has now gone live. The content hasn't changed. It's still the same invaluable library of information as before, but the layout certainly is updated to give it a more modern feel. The URL is still the same and don't forget to press F5 in case your cache needs updating. From the old to the new and new firmware update for the IC7600HF amateur radio transceiver. For more information, Google IC7600, and you're looking for firmware version 2.00.
0: Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South East Queensland, it can be heard on vk 4 wig on frequency 146.700 MHz at 9am every Sunday. I'm Bryn, VK4GF.
6: Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with the worldwide special interest group news beginning at ATV, where every pixel tells a story. The DATV date has been announced. The fifth World Digital Amateur TV Party is planned on Friday the 21st and Saturday 22nd of August. Anchor Peter Cousins VK3BFG, is asking those taking part this year to prepare a one or two minute show and tell video to add a bit of interest. He will be assisted by Neil, VK3BCU. Sounds like it will be very interesting once again. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW, are live and well. Judging by the number of Morse Code exhibitors at the Dayton Hamvention this year, it's a mode that will be around for a long time to come. The June editorial in the keynote, magazine of the Fists US chapter, by Dan, KB6NU, mentions he saw many vendors selling keys, indicating by them showing up that CW is not a dying part of the hobby. The CW clubs, including Fists, were there too. A booth even offered a QLF certificate. For those uninitiated, QLF is a Q code for poorly sent Morse code, which means the sending sounds like it comes from the left foot on the key. Not only in Dayton, but in far north Queensland, good publicity for Morse code and amateur radio. A display of old Morse code equipment at the Cardwell Telegraph office in north Queensland has been a huge success, and even got a write-up or two with a couple of pictures in the local newspaper, the Tully Times. The Tableland Radio Group with the Cardwell Bush Telegraph Museum had equipment displays on the weekend of May 29 and 30. People flocked to see the historic post office, telegraph station, Old Shire Hall, courthouse and lockup in Victoria Street, Cardwell for its 150th anniversary. Built in 1870, the Cardwell Bush Telegraph is one of North Queensland's oldest buildings. Communications were vital to development of the area and the Morse code display showed what it was like in a bygone era. Among the exhibits were over 70 Morse code keys, bugs, paddles and Telegraph sounders and ex military radios. Mike Patterson, VK4MIK, from the Tableland Radio Group thanked the many radio amateurs involved in the Anzac Centenary themed event. To worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier. Radio hams asked for light sail reports. Jason Davis reports that light sail, callsign KK6HIT, started deploying its solar sail at 1947 UTC on June 7, 2015. A fully deployed sail would result in light sail's orbit decaying rapidly, with the satellite burning up in the atmosphere very soon. Amateur radio operators around the world are encouraged to listen for light sail on 437.435 MHz on AX25 at 9600 BPS FSK and submit data. If you wish to try catching a glimpse of light sail as it soars across the sky, there are viewing tips at the URL in today's text edition. Worldwide special interest groups, the internet, the hams domain. Buyers or sellers, be aware. The trap of buying or selling online can be a fraudulent activity. It seems fraudsters try every trick in the book to get their hands on your money or assets. There are lots of good offerings online and most transactions go smoothly, however, always verify not just simple details. This can save you a lot of pain and suffering. That's the warning from Brenton, VK3CM, who shares his experiences through a popular free online classified site. Recently he saw a radio for sale and asked if the unit had, and we quote, the heat-seeking missile GPS attachment to the radio, and was that an extra cost? The response received was that it certainly had the equipment, a heat-seeking missile GPS, at no extra cost, making it a real bargain, revealing that this was an obvious scam because GPS missile tracking is a nonsense attachment which a genuine seller would readily identify. Want to know more? Well, then visit the Australian Communications and Media Authority website for details on spam legislation and how to report incidents of it. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Weissen Northern Rivers Region will be holding a meeting and training today, Sunday, June 14, at the clubrooms of the Summerland ARC in Richmond Hill. 10:00 for a 10:30 start. The training will be on theory and setting up of antennas for short-distance HF communications using high-incidence SkyWave, that's ENVIS. All interested people in the area are welcome and it seems a lot of people were interested in another VK4 Weisson event recently, as Brian, VK4LH, explains.
7: The Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club ran the radio communications for the CQMSC car rally about an hour from Rockhampton. The Shire Council and local graziers agreed to close roads. Temporary Channel 1CB and the club Weissen 43862570 625 cm repeaters were erected for the weekend on top of a 2,000-foot hill by Mike VK4LMB and Sean VK4NSP with antenna mast, batteries and solar panels. An enthusiastic team of radio operators was assembled, drawn from Radar Club's members from Rockhampton and Yapoon and supported by other local amateurs from Biloela and Gladstone. It was very clear that the local community of Waughan would like to see the rally continue as an annual event, a sentiment echoed by the rally and radio clubs.
6: Thanks for that, Brian. And with that, I'm done. I'm Brian, VK3GR, reporting from Melbourne on the VK1 WIA National News Service. Finally, on the social scene,
1: July 1 in VK4 Kabukcha Hamfest. July 11, 12, in VK3, Gipstech 2015. And Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest at Cranbourne happens in VK3, July 18. And finally in July, July 25, again VK3, it's Alara's 40th birthday lunch, Novotel, Glen Waverley. VK3 VIP at wia.org.au if you want to find out more about Alara. okay. till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly.